Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The party's about to start, and we are back in the building. Very unique week, but we still figured out a way during the holiday season to get in this studio. They cannot keep us away. We are back. Players only is in the building. Yes. We got Joe Mays. Sean Barber is back with us. All I want for Christmas is you. And all I want for Christmas is for him not to sing anymore. (laughs) This is Danon Hughes, all former NFL players, mostly with the Chiefs, and we're here back players only for this unique couple of weeks as we wrap ourselves around the holidays. There's still a lot of quality football being played here in the Chiefs' kingdom. And our first quarter of our show, I guess in this instance, we are in podcast mode. And still, our friends at U.S. Bank are our sponsors. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. Guys, this has been a fun week. Obviously, it's coming to a close soon where hopefully you all are spoiling your kids with some great gifts, your spouses as well. People are Buying up a whole bunch of gift cards from the Leia Center, yes. Joe. Yes, they are. Yes, I got a are. few myself, and I know Barbershop is going to – I'm putting them on blast. Barbershop <laughs> is going to buy a few as well. Hey, matter of fact, hey, welcome back, Barbershop. It's yeah, good appreciate, to have you in, appreciate it, man. Good to have you in the building, man. I, How you doing? I wouldn't go back, that far. Back to the oh. kingdom, man. I feel like back at home, man. Can't, I went home only to come back to home, so – Always a good thing. Yeah, we were praying for you, brother. Yes, praying sir. for you and your family and, and your loss of your dad, and we – you know, definitely wearing our prayers, bro. No doubt, no doubt. I got to see a lot of good, you know, my, my friends and family. You got friends? Um, I got a lot of friends. Okay, <laughs> I got lots of friends. Lots of friends. No, no new oh. friends though. No, hey, don't. 2021, no new friends. I got, I got a question. Is Danonopolis one of your friends? Ne- negative. No, <laughs> it's Nostradamus. He knows it. No, it's Danonopolis. Danonopolis. <laughs> all that jazz, all that jazz barbershop was talking about during the season regarding the fantasy football, and he's losing the fifth place game. I just want to let that out there. So, did you make the playoffs? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the Chiefs, Chiefs and Saints. We got we got to recap the Chiefs and Saints. We yeah. can't be talking about all these shenanigans and stuff. Chiefs and Saints, big win for the Chiefs down in Nola. Uh, what you guys' thoughts and takeaways from that game? I think the defense stepped up. <laughs> defense defense stepped up in the uh, in figures. The big you way. go to the defense oh, first. Absolutely. I mean, you know, everybody wants to talk about Mahomes, and I'm pretty sure. You were going to get to Mahomes, and I'll leave that for you. <laughs> um, but I'll start off with the defense, man. They played well. Um, they held this electric offense uh, to under 300 yards, I believe. Um, and they they, they kind of kept the weapons 
at bay as well. Uh, Alvin Kamara, he didn't really have that big of a game. Starting with Drew Brees, he didn't really have that that great of a game either, uh, especially with him coming back from an injury. Um, so, yeah, the defense that came out, they played well. The only thing I could ask for is not have too many penalties. I think they, you know, a lot of the times they they do, they have these plays where it's these bang-bang type of plays. And more than likely, the, you know, the refs, they're going to toss the flag on them. Yeah. So if they can try to, you know, remove that aspect from their game, um, just go out there, play good, clean, smart, fast, physical uh, style of football, I think they're going to be great heading into the playoffs. Well, let's stick with the defense. Lejarius Sneed, welcome oh, back to – You know what I mean? Big play Lejarius Sneed, uh, showing that he's not uh, a rookie to be messed with. Uh, definitely putting his uh, putting his mark on trying to be one of the impactful defensive players of the season as far as a rookie. So he, he you know – Definitely sack, unsung. Yeah. Sack, uh, three pass breakups, interception, yep. tackle, you know, a uh, few tackles. So he made a bunch of big plays all throughout the uh, the game. But obviously, like what Joe said, um, having Drew Brees come back from being, you know, having those broken ribs and stuff, um, and keeping, you know, keeping him rusty. Yeah. Uh, I think he missed the first. He was 0 for seven to begin the game, uh, the longest incomplete streak of his uh, illustrious career. Mm-hmm. And so, whenever you can do something like that to a guy who has that much experience, it shows that our DBs and safeties got up in their faces, make them reroute. Uh, had 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 Drew Brees kind of. Uh, kind of th- re- re- second guessing his, his his reads a few yeah. times. Yeah. Uh, a lot of double clutching. Double clutching. Yeah. So it looked good. I mean, like we said, the defense looked good and the offense um, got things rolling. Um, definitely big plays, big plays, man. What do you guys think of, and I don't want to be in interview mode with you guys, because, but I think you guys have some valid points from the defensive side. I never thought I would say that. But anyway, <laughs> um, Drew Brees coming back at the injury and, and just the mindset. I, I just find it a little – interesting that they decided to bring him back in this way. And I'm going to throw out a theory. It's my own kind of guess. I think he's retiring after this season. I think that Sean Payton knows it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been a discussion between him, he and Sean, and he wanted to go out his way. And Sean was going to allow him to do that in coming back quickly playing the rest of the regular season. They already pretty much know that they are in the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, who knows whether prior to this game there were going to be three games left, four games left, five games left, a, a Super Bowl or what have you. But Sean Payton was giving him the uh, the go-ahead the go ahead yeah. to leave on his own terms. Part of the reason why I think that is because he rushed back so quickly. The other reason is – they didn't use Taysom Hill very much at quarterback. It was almost like they made a concerted effort to give Drew Brees as many reps at the quarterback position. They only brought Taysom Hill in when they got near the goal line, he, and he scored the touchdown. Yeah, he ran over Willie Gay. Yeah. Oof. So to me, I just think, you know, not a, I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but I just think there's always a method to the madness at this level. You guys, we've all been coached by guys very rarely, unlike maybe – Pop Warner or high school, not not that I'm saying anything negative about those coaches, but very rarely do things just get tossed out there. Right. Like it, it's there's thinking, overthinking, overcooking, super overcooking, mm-hmm. and burning stuff before <laughs> they throw it out on the field and put somebody in a position to play or personnel usage or anything like that. And the fact that you got a 41-year-old quarterback that comes back after 11 cracked ribs in a game against the Chiefs just because they lost the week before – uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles, to me, there's more to the story. There's more meat on the bone in that situation. And I'm going to guess that it's because Drew 
will be retiring after this season. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just that, res- that respect factor. Sean Payton, he has a ton of respect for Drew Brees. Um, he appreciates everything that he's done for the organization. So, of course, he's going to look out for him and, and you know, let him go out on his own terms. But then again, you can also look at it at a, a different way. You know, you want to rush back. You want to get yourself ready to yeah, prepare to play a game and you're not ready. I mean, I'll let you go ahead and see. But then that might that might actually let you know that, okay, well, this is really my last season. Instead yeah. of, instead Confirmation. of this back and forth, you, you, you're basically confirming that this is going to be your last season yeah. by rushing back and playing when you're not ready to play. Um, and he took he took a pretty good shot too, yeah. by, uh, Charverius Ward in that game. So and he felt that one. Uh, so you know, I think it's just one of those things where, like you said, like you said, you know, Sean Payton want to give him that out. He want to he want to allow him to go out on his own terms, go out there and continue to play the game of football, lead this team the way that he that the way that he's been doing it for years. Um, but also, I think you know, if they're looking at the big picture and trying to go deep into the playoffs. It just wasn't a good thing to do. I mean, you have you have a very capable back, uh, backup in Tyson yeah. Hill that can go out there and actually, you know, move the ball maybe as efficiently as Drew Brees. And Sean Payton has said that that's he pretty much believes that his quarterback of the future is on the roster, and he's yep. re- referencing Taysom Hill. So it's not like a, a situation where you don't think that Taysom can take the ball and run with it, not this year, but next year, or what have you. It's not like he's a rookie yep. wet behind the ears. Like he's gotten some some quality time. He's been that kind of Swiss Army knife for this offense. It just seemed like there was more to it yeah. than just hey, Drew's ready. Let's throw him back in the fold against you know another top team in the NFL uh, in this situation. But I also can get. I think the the general thought is they're battling with Green Bay for the number one seed mm-hmm. and the bye. The bye would do Drew well to be able to have one week off and be able to rest. Plus, nobody wants to go up to the frozen tundra in January if they can help it. So I understand on both sides of the fence, I just feel like in that situation there was more meat on the bone than just he's ready to go and ready to play. But you guys referenced the defense. I do have to give some love to the defense in this game, in this matchup. Uh, Holding the team to 52 plays. Uh, a total of 285 yards yeah. for that offense, whether it's Drew or whoever. You have Alvin Kamara, Jared Cook. You have Emmanuel Sanders. You have some playmakers that can get more than 285 on their home turf. And yet our defense was able to step up and do it in solid fashion. I thought the red zone where we've been lacking uh, over the last few weeks, four or five touchdowns when we got in the red zone was a good way to flip things around. Um, that pass rush was was strong for the Saints, one of the strongest in the league. They got to Patrick Mahomes four times, sacked him four times, so that's hopefully something that we, we can correct. And I don't know about you guys, the one stat that I probably play pay the least attention to is time of possession. But in this game, we were going against a Saints team that was the top of the NFL with thir- over th- almost 33 minutes per game average in time of possession. You know how much time they had the ball? Not 33 minutes. 18 minutes and 46 seconds. They had the ball for just over one quarter of the game. Yeah. We had we controlled the ball for 41 minutes and 40 uh, and 14 seconds. So that's a that's a stat in this situation that jumps out to me mm-hmm. not because it's real important, but because it was evidently real important to the other team and we were able to flip the script 
and be able to take away and, and hold on to the ball much longer to the tune of those 92 plays. And we ran the ball for 41, 41 times as well, which yeah. I think a lot of people, a lot of fans in the Chiefs' kingdom have been begging for an established run game, and we were able to do it against one of, a, one of the top run defenses in the league and with Clyde Edwards-Alaire going down with the injury, which we'll probably talk about a little bit later. But I thought it was a great win, and now you put yourself in a position where all you have to do is win one of these last two games. Hopefully it'll be this week against the Falcons team that um, is going to try to play spoiler. That's all they really have incentive to do, and we'll talk a little bit about that a little later. But as we move through this show, no commercial break. This is almost like a holiday for all of you Chiefs fans out there because you get a heavy dose of Joe, Barbershop, and me with no interruption. But we still got to acknowledge our friends at U.S. Bank because whether you want a home ownership, business loans, retirement accounts, whatever your banking needs, whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn into your your next pursuit. So, guys... As we talked about the Chiefs and the Saints in this game and now the position we put ourselves in and being a number one seed, having to just win one of the next two games, we got a playoff picture to look at. Playoff? Playoffs? 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 How many years, out of each of you guys' years, how many years did y'all play in the playoffs? Ooh, uh, I played, out of my eight years, I played in the playoffs three yeah, I might. Uh, I guess out of ten seasons, I think I may have been to the playoffs five, five out of ten. Five out of ten, maybe, definitely four, maybe five. Yeah, yeah I was four out of six, I believe, four or five out of six. Um, so yeah, uh, the playoffs are big. The Chiefs, since pretty much they left South Florida, have been talking about running it back. It's always the slogan has been "run it back," and they give credit to Andy Reid, Brett Veach. They brought in the necessary tools and necessary additional players. And the, they have fostered an attitude amongst the organization that anything less is almost like uh, a huge negative. And not a lost season, but it's, it's a huge negative if they can't get back to where they were. And I kind of attribute it to going to your favorite movie. Uh, you, go on, you go to your favorite restaurant. Maybe go get some, some cupcakes or something. That's one of my weaknesses. Uh-oh. Cupcakes. And you get a taste of something really good, you want it again. Oh yeah. Is it and anything less? You don't want the the knockoffs that you get from a dollar store or something like that. You want the exact same thing because it tastes so good to you. And that's what happened with the Chiefs Kingdom, Chiefs fans, and this Chiefs organization is they got the the best dessert to end a season in February of this year, and they want to get back to it. Yeah, down in Miami in Dolphin Stadium, they was able to uh, at that Hard Rock Casino Stadium. They was able to be the champions, and now they've celebrated a year of what it feels like to be champions. And I don't think that you know we we talk about people who, when you feel power, you don't want to relinquish it. Yeah. So I don't think they want to relinquish that to anybody at any point. I think they like being the number one ranked team in football. I think they like when Good Morning Football talks about the rankings and Colin Cowherd talks about his power rankings and uh, which he don't give us as much respect, <laughs> which is justifiable. I mean, we all are part of sports and we watch sports TV. Not to cut you off, barbershop, it's but there's right. a method to the madness. They can't sit there. They know they can't sit and talk for four hours just about the Chiefs, so they make up stuff. Uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, his left shoe ain't tied as tight as tight as his right shoe. So that means he's off of his game, and I don't think he's going to bring this team. And you know, the mouthpiece of Lejarius Sneed, blah blah blah. 
I, I I like the fact that everybody is feeling like the Bills are the the uh, the hot team right now. The Bills are doing they're doing a great job. Um, their quarterback Allen is he's definitely shown to be uh, improved throughout the season. Um, you talk about you know the, the way they've played the last few weeks, finishing teams off. They amazing game, forty eight points against the Denver Broncos. But again, I mean, like going into the Saints game, everybody was telling me about the Saints, and I said, well, the thing I questioned about the Saints and their defense, yeah, they haven't had but one rusher in, in 50 games rush for 100 yards. Their defense is number two. In it. But when I started looking at their teams, they beat two teams the entire season that had better than a 500 record, and that was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers twice. And that, So it's really one team. They beat yeah, that same team twice. twice. And to think you can go a whole season – and that and and not beat anybody with a winning record, and somehow feel like you're a top team in the yeah. NFL, coming off of a loss to the Eagles, the Eagles. and we know that that a, a, a NFC East is really suspect. And a yeah. Rookie quarterback. Man, I think I think I think that the Saints. We saw exactly what the Saints are. The Saints are an average football team that have been been fluffed up and built up to be a lot more than they really are, and we we put them in their place. Really, I hear you. Um, as far as rankings concerned, do you think it would have been a different game if they had Michael Thomas? So, you know, of course, everyone is going to think, all right, so they play, they beat this Saints team without all of their weapons. Yeah. All right, so Breeze coming off an injury, he's not 100%, so he's not going to be, you know, the Drew Breeze that everyone knows. And then him not having his number one weapon and him having to, have, having to work with the other receivers on the team, do you think it would have been a different game if Michael Thomas played? Uh, I think it would have been a different game, but it – wouldn't have been a different outcome. Gotcha. Uh, Michael Thomas, to me, Drew Brees' game is now 20, 20 yards and in. Yeah. Uh, he's not throwing the ball accurate down the field. You can see some of the throws that would just did not have much zip on them down the field. Uh, didn't try to take the top off the defense very much, except for the one play to Emmanuel Sanders that he caught out defense off guard, quick snap. But other than that, it's always it, it seems to be about 20 yards and in. And Michael Thomas is probably one of the top receivers in the game, running slants, hitches, yep. out, bubble bubble screen, all that stuff where he's a run-after-catch guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, not saying he can't go deep, but that's just not how he's utilized mostly. What Last year he had 149 catches. Most of those were short, short catches that he took yardage after catch and contact. So uh, I, I, I agree with you, Barbershaw. I think we saw the exact Saints team – and who they are. Uh, you can also reference the the Green Bay Packers the same way. I, I, is my understanding, I think they only beat one team with a winning record on the season um, at this point. And yet, a lot of people are saying Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. And we could talk about that, too, because I think it's really come down to Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, here's I think Patrick Mahomes is the MVP. I would even make an argument, and this there's two things that I could see that could deter from Patrick Mahomes. Well, three things that could deter Patrick from Mahomes from getting the MVP. One is if he doesn't play well down the stretch these last two games. Two, if who I think could also be a viable pick, Travis Kelsey, winds up continuing to have big games. Yeah. So if you have obviously you say, "Oh, go well, how does Travis Kelsey?" Uh, and having big games take away from Patrick Mahomes. Well, if Patrick Mahomes throws for 400 yards but throws three interceptions and pa- and Travis Kelsey catches for 150, that's how you can elevate Travis Kelsey a little bit more because Patrick Mahomes is dropping off. But then you have a situation where you are battling within the same organization and the same fan base, mm-hmm. votes, 
<laughs> and thoughts about two players. Yeah. So you almost negate, not that you know, literally you're negating each other out, but you almost negate each other out because you're both playing for the same team. And the other thing in regards to Aaron Rodgers, the only positive that I can spin on him is all the noise that was made for Aaron Rodgers all this year is how come that organization doesn't get him a first-round pick? How come they don't get him weapons? He's got to go out there with regular Joe Blows when Devontae Adams was down with an injury. He's going out there with guys, free agents, and no names, and he's making it work. There, In that side, you if you're going to give him – or give the organization criticism because they didn't draft somebody as a top a top pick for their offense to help him. You're going to flip it because he's doing so well with those same personnel. Yeah. So I think that's where he seems to garner a lot of accolades, justifiably so in a lot of cases. Um, but it's because he doesn't have the same kind of personnel. And sometimes people will negate some of Patrick Mahomes's uh, magic. Yeah. Because he has Tyreek Hill, one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in the game, and definitely the best tight end in the game in Travis Kelsey. And do you think they're going to compare, you know, with the weapons that Mahomes have and the lack of weapons that um, uh, Aaron Rodgers Rodgers has, do you think they're going to compare and try to lift Aaron a little bit higher because he's been able to do more with less? Yeah. I think uh, think at this point, uh, not that we've gotten to the Brady status yet, but you're almost seeing the light down the tunnel of people wanting to figure out something to throw to throw jabs at the Chiefs for. Uh, we're, and, we're in the Brady status. Yeah. We're in the Brady and the Patriots status right now. We Close ta- to it, yeah. Yeah, we talked about Colin Coward not not even wanting to you know basically put the Chiefs up there as the top team in the NFL. It's a reason why whenever you're at the top, nobody really want to give you the credit for being at the top for putting in the work. And doing the things that you do out there on the field week in week out, so of course they're gonna say they're gonna have to you know bring up something negative about the Chiefs. They're gonna have to bring up something negative about Mahomes, how many weapons he has, and, you know how easy it is for them to go out there and move the ball up and down the field, and not necessarily give them the credit for being able to do so. Yeah. I mean, it's very like you can you can change the narrative, use stats how you want. If you look at Pat Mahomes, the one the one bad game. The one bad game he had as a quarterback was against the Dolphins. Three picks, yeah. threw over 300 yards, uh, two touchdowns, still won the game. Yep. You look at Aaron Rodgers' worst game, 175 yards, <laughs> two picks, lost the game. Lost the game. So, so when you talk about what a, what a quarterback's real – like, like, I mean, forbid everything else, your job as a quarterback is to put your team in position to win a ball game. And, and, and if you really look at those interceptions we had, a guy falls down, gets up, Tips the ball, right? Mm-hmm. The, the one that he threw that was over Clyde Hilaire, that's him. Yeah. He'll t- like, like he, he definitely overthrew it, didn't get his feet set, and the ball sailed. Boom. That's an interception on Pat. But the last one against a Pro Bowl cornerback, who is beat? Play. Who uh, Tyreek Hill has him beat, and he yeah. just makes a phenomenal one head interception. You take your hat off and say, go, go, go for it. Chalk that one up. And the yeah. fact that Mahomes, like from a, from a gunslinger, don't miss a beat. It's still attacking you, attacking you, attacking you. To, to me, it shows more in his uh, being resilient against being gun shy after a three interception, uh, uh, mid, you know, middle of the game, three interceptions that he he never stopped firing. Yeah. He he continued to attack the the Dolphins' uh, uh, defense and, and put up you know 30, 30 some uh, points against the uh, at that point number one defense in the league. So 
Um, again, Travis Kelsey, if you, you talk about all around uh, a candidate for MVP, because he's having a historically uh, great season for the tight end position, yeah. I, I do think it's going to come down to him and Pat. And I'm not worried about the Kansas City uh, fan base splitting it because we've seen in MLB when it comes to uh, 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 for filling up a, 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 a Pro Bowl a MVP race, uh-huh. Kansas City – we 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 we've done something when it comes to putting voting. Yeah, oh, yeah. we yeah. got Frank Clark in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, How, that's amazing. I mean, you talk about a fan base making their will be known. Yeah, um, to, to be able to put somebody in. I mean, obviously, I don't. You know, hey man, Frank's gonna come around the playoffs. I know he's a he's a playoff. He come he cuts his light on when it's when it's time when the, when the lights are bright. But um, I, yeah, I, I know when it comes time, the, the kingdom will raise their votes. They early, often online, offline. They got the mobile devices. <laughs> they got. They know how to do the robot votes. Yeah. They, we we figured it out here. Mail in ballots. Yeah. Mail in. Oh, dead. oh no! Don't talk about the mail ins. Dead dead uh, dead uh, family members. Oh, they vote man, don't talk too. about yeah. them. We too. We too. We still too close from the election. Y'all making bringing up bad memories. <laughs> so I'll, I'll say this: If you look at head to head, and I looked at a tweet, Nick Jacobs. Shout out to Nick Jacobs. Uh, he he posted the the common opponents stats, Mahomes versus Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers record three and one, eighty of one hundred and thirty for eight hundred and sixty nine yards, eight touchdowns, two interceptions. Patrick Mahomes against the same opponents, which were the Texans, the Bucks, the Saints, and the Panthers. Patrick Mahomes four and zero, oh, one hundred and seventeen of one hundred and seventy three. Basically 1,300 yards, 1,299, 13 touchdowns, zero interceptions. So, to me, that's kind of a tiebreaker situation. You know, we talk (laughs) about tiebreaker situations in regards to playoff seedings. At this point, uh, even though Aaron Rodgers has thrown for more touchdowns, common opponents against two, two great quarterbacks, that's a stat that I think you should look at. Yeah. And obviously, well, I I don't know uh, if the pa- if the um, Packers had played the Falcons. Not sure about that. Uh, they've obviously played the Chargers, so we at least going to have one more game where there's going to be a common opponent. Yeah. So that debate between Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes is still some football left to be played. Not sure if us securing the number one seed and Patrick Mahomes maybe playing one quarter, if any, in Week 17 will play a role in whether Aaron Rodgers will be able to overtake Patrick Mahomes for that MVP vote. All of our votes here in the Chiefs' kingdom are Patrick Mahomes. He's the best player in the NFL, and the best player in the NFL has a game this week against the Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons, a lot of people in the Chiefs' kingdom may not know much about the Falcons, but they are a viable team. I know, Joe, you had mentioned about Raheem Morris yeah. and he, he being the interim coach. But this is another football game, and if we didn't learn anything from last week, week 15, where the Jets were able to beat the Rams, a playoff team, we know that anything can happen on any given Sunday. Yeah, and that has me thinking. I mean, you know, you, you talk about Raheem Morris, him being the interim, interim head coach. You know, he's fighting for an opportunity to be a head coach somewhere next year. Um, so he wants to go out there and put a good product out there on the field. And we're talking about guys that want to continue to compete for their jobs. So when you when you play against teams that don't really have much to play for as far as the season is concerned, but also have something to play for as far as their job and their career, I think that's the that's those are kind of the most dangerous teams because they they play spoilers um, to your season, but also they they're trying to prepare the, prepare their self, themselves to 
to be able to continue to play the game of football in the NFL. So, yeah, just be on the lookout. You know, this this it could potentially be a trap game, you know, especially when you with you uh, uh, bringing up, you know, other teams that have beat these playoff type teams. I think about the, the Eagles beating the Saints uh, a couple weeks back. You know, that was a team that wasn't supposed to beat the Saints, but they did with a rookie quarterback. So now we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons coming in with Matt Ryan, um, who's been slinging the ball all year long, although they've been losing. Um, you know, he's still a dangerous aspect to the to the team. They just named Ito Smith the starter for, uh, the starter at running back, which means they're going to, you know, kind of level off uh, Gurley's attempts, rushing attempts. Um, so, you know, they're going to put a good product out there on the team, not out there on the field, but – you know, I think they're going to end up losing the game, of course, but they're going to come out and they're going to play hard and they're going to make sure they challenge this this Chiefs uh, team. Definitely a team that was tough, uh, had a tough start out the blocks. Uh, to begin the season, obviously a couple of leads lost late in the games, uh, carrying a you know 17-point lead or so, a larger into the fourth quarter, twice in the first couple of weeks and end up losing those in the last couple of seconds. Um, so, I mean, it, it, you know, it caused their head coach's job. And once, yeah. you know, he was out the building, they turned around and beat the Vikings. Uh, Vikings is right now is a 7-17. Um, so that was a good victory. Obviously, they beat the Panthers, a team that we uh, struggled with here at home to uh, try to find some, way, some, um, some, some, gr- some ground on. And then the two more wins actually against the Denver Broncos and the Raiders. So, so if a, this team has shown it comes to play against the AFC West for whatever reason. And that's a Raiders team that actually we lost to. So there is no room to be a uh, what we what we call a trap game or a team to take lightly. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons is a team that has some great offensive talent, and they got they got some guys on defense that can get the job done. Uh, I know we we I've joked about this before about guys being just a guy Jags. Yes. And so they have a lot of those guys. They got a lot of Jags on defense, uh, just just a guy. But they, those just the guys can sometimes show up and, and make some impactful plays if you're not playing your A game, if you don't take them seriously and give them the respect they deserve. So I think they've, they've won just enough games for you to not consider them one of those uh, lowest tier teams like you do the Jag, Jacksonville Jaguars and the uh, Jets organization, those teams obviously organizationally are kind of struggling to find some some footholds as far as wins and losses. But this this Falcons team, we always know with Julio, uh, Matty Ice, um, like we said, uh, Edo Smith taking over as the running back, uh, Calvin Ridley, um, Hayden Hurst. So that, that, those are threats. Those yeah. are offensive threats in the NFL. Yeah, they, they definitely pose a problem for the Chiefs. I don't think it's anything we should overlook. And also, this is the one week, although we – technically control our own destiny each of these two weeks it would be really nice to be able to say we have secured the number one seed we know exactly what's in store for us we have to wait to see how everything unfolds in regards to who will play we know everything will run through arrowhead where we still have the ability to have 17,000 fans that can come out and cheer on this team uh we can put ourselves in the best position to run it back and to be quite honest, if you want to be a Super Bowl winning team, you got to beat teams that you're supposed to beat. And it kind of goes back to that old uh, saying that Marty Schottenheimer used to say to us, I'm sure all the coaches said around the league, you win at home and you beat the team you're supposed to beat and you win in your division and you'll be playing in January. Now we have an opportunity to cover that and handle our business against a team that's 4-10 and 10 coming in to this into our home field. We were we did an outstanding job this season, 8-0 on the road, the most difficult road schedule in NFL history, and we accomplished it in aces. 
and now we have a chance to continue on that solid road with winning another game at home that we're supposed to. And how fun would it be to beat the Chargers with some backups the next week oh, as well? Fantastic. That would be so fun for a lot of reasons as well. So, yeah, this this Falcons team, they do present some problems. They have some playmakers. Their offense can line up against anybody and put points on the board. Matt Ryan on a 4-10 team is thrown for over 4,000 yards, while Patrick Mahomes on a 13-1 team has thrown for 4,400 yards. So not much of a chasm there in regards to yards uh, uh, yards gained on their offense in the passing game. They have some other issues in regards to giving up the ball, uh, as well as just not playing efficiently during the season. That does not negate the fact that they still do not have – they still have the arsenal that can beat any team on any Sunday. So, yes, for the Chiefs fans out there, cheering loud. Uh, it's a holiday weekend. Enjoy your families. Enjoy Christmas. Have a blessed, safe, and merry Christmas. Social distance. Wear your mask. Do whatever we can to get past this pandemic. But – If this pandemic has not taught us anything, it should have taught us to value our loved ones, value our relationships, uh, savor the moment, uh, the moments that we have with them, and uh, just still feel blessed because no matter what we're going through, there's still people out there that are in much worse situations and are going through much much worse uh, circumstances in their family, with their loved ones, with their jobs, with their income, and so on. So uh, make sure we are uh, showing our love for each other, that we're being safe, that we're showing that we care for each other, social distance, and doing what we can out there. But at the first and foremost, definitely show your love to your loved ones and uh, value this season. So for Players Only, we appreciate you all tuning in this week. Very unique this week and next week due to the holidays. We'll just be in podcast form only. Uh, you can get it on radio.com. Players only, Joe Mays, Sean Barber. Yes, sir. And I am Danon Hughes, and we all wish you a blessed and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And we'll be back next week, hopefully talking about a Chiefs win against the Falcons and what should we do in regards to Week 17 with our stars. Talk to you then. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.